Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi there, I'm your host. Ready! <laughs> Buffalo Bills game day on the Buffalo Bills radio network. All right, here we go, here we go. We got to have a drive. 23 left, 23 left. Will. One, two, three. <laughs> This is the Buffalo Bills postgame show. Here's Nate Geary. All right. Before we get going here, let's pause 10 seconds for station identification. You're listening to the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. Sports Radio 550 WGR Buffalo. WKSE HD2 Niagara Falls Buffalo. 98.5 FM. Always live on the free Odyssey app. All right, somebody get me a triple bourbon and a cigarette because the Bills found a way to pull that game out. I don't smoke, by the way, but the Bills found a way to pull out, I don't know, a, a nail-biter, a head-scratcher. Uh, it had a little bit of everything. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Nate Geary here in for Mike and Chris. Derek, uh, Derek will be alongside for the overtime show after this. Once again, happy Thanksgiving. The Bills win 28-25 to on a Tyler Bass field goal after what was just a as frustrating of a game as you could possibly imagine in every aspect. Whether it was offense or defense, the offense continues to struggle just to find any easy answers against the 31st-ranked defense in the league. Uh, they didn't run the ball very much again in the second half, and, and Devin Singletary finishes with 72 yards. And you, you look at the, the volume statistics, and they will tell a very different story than the feel of that second half. That This team finishes 29 uh, rushes for 164 yards and a 5.7 yards per carry average. And my God, it just felt like they didn't care to run the football when they were up uh, to start pushing the clock. And uh, by the way, 803-0551-888. 552, 550, if you'd like to get your thoughts in, uh, maybe before you go to dinner, maybe take an antacid too, because uh, how are you going to eat your, your dinner without an antacid after this game? It's just so much frustration and then uh, some, some jubilation at the end in a win. But, man, it's like I don't know whether or not I'm going to really feel like I should take a victory lap after beating that football team. Now, I, I want to give this, this Detroit Lions team a lot of credit. I mean, this is a team coming off three consecutive wins. This is not your father's Detroit Lions. I mean, they looked a lot better. They looked like a competent football team right up until their final drive. I mean, 
I've got to tell you, if the Lions don't lie in at the end of that game, I'm not sure the Bills are winning this football game. They leave, they leave 23 seconds left on the clock. On a third down, they decide to take a deep shot, which, by the way, Dane Jackson was beat on, uh, and a bad throw. They kick a field goal. They leave 23 seconds and three timeouts on the clock for the Bills in this offense, which we know doesn't even need 23 seconds to move down the field to kick a field goal. They get one play to get themselves in field goal range, and the rest is history, right? And Josh Allen makes a couple of plays here and there, gets a couple of runs, sets up the Tyler Bass field goal, and, and that's that. It just, um, yeah, a, just a really frustrating overall performance when you consider the opponent and, and the defense and the defense and where they are. Um, but they win. A win is a win is a win. And I, as much as maybe we don't want to agree, a win is a win is a win is a win. Uh, it, it, it that it is it is what it is. I mean, it just they they got the win. They're eight and three. It's an important win. Von Miller, God forbid, uh, you know, Ian Rappaport tweeted out during the game. It was then followed up by Jeremy Fowler about 25 minutes ago. The Bills believe the they have escaped a serious injury with Von Miller, which is about as welcoming of news as you can have today. Just. Everything it felt like that could go wrong. By the way, that Von Miller injury completely deflating the sideline. You heard Tracy Wolfson during that broadcast refer to this sideline as flat. And boy, did it look flat, sounded flat, really the entire game. And, and that's how you let a team, an inferior opponent, whether or not this Detroit Lions team you know, has some juice. I think they do. That's an inferior opponent. That's a team you should beat. You should cover that nine-and-a-half-point spread against this Lions team. But, again, credit to the Lions. I thought they stood in there. They took some punches. They delivered their own set of punches as well. But as any prized fighter can do and should be able to do, they took a couple of shots, the Bills did, to the chin. They leaned into a couple. They they responded. They got their final combo knockout blow at the end of the game, and that's that. But, yeah, I mean, it just did not come easy. And, really, this is, what, 12, 16 straight quarters of really offensive football that nothing appears to come easy. This is not the September team that we saw put 38 up against the Pittsburgh Steelers. This just does not feel like the same offense that we've seen. And there's a lot of blame to be passed around. It's obvious to me. I mean, just all you have to do is watch. Josh Allen is still not 100%, and you can tell there are just momentary lapses of accuracy, momentary lapses of decision-making, because I think he's second-guessing that the, the, the arm strength and, and his ability to put the ball where he wants to put it. So, yeah, just, just a, a, a lot of high anxiety, a lot of frustration. I, I, I can't tell you that I'm particularly pleased with where... Again, they scored 28 points in this game, um, and they're just as lull after lull after lull and three and out to start the game, and it just feels like... Another red zone turnover from Josh Allen, and you just you, you get this feeling that the the coordinator's pressing. He doesn't have a lot of answers. The quarterback is pressing and thinks he's got to put the whole team on his back in the red zone. And listen, who you want to blame for that red zone interception? I think it's a fifty fifty blame. You got to if you're Josh Allen, you can't throw an interception in that moment. And if you're Ken Dorsey, you need to you need to build a play into this offense that's more than just RPOs in the red zone. There needs to be more diversity. There needs to be more multiplicity when you get inside the red zone. They're very predictable once they move inside the 20. They're even more predictable when they move inside the 10-yard line. And when they start first and goal from the 10 or the 9, asking them to go 9 yards is tough. Let's go to Josh Allen. He's at the podium. Wait, the KC game, right? I mean, no game is over. Yeah. And you did exactly what they had done to you in January. Yeah. Um, we gave ourselves a chance at the end there. Um, you know, second half didn't play great football. I, I wouldn't say we played great football, but we found a way. Guys were resilient. Uh, the ups and downs of an NFL game, that's a, that's a good team playing very well and playing good football right now. They're coached extremely well. Um, so credit to them for having such a good game plan 
Um, but again, guys just continuing to grind, guys going down, stepping up, just finding a way. Uh, proud of our guys for doing that. Um, you know, we got a, another short week next week playing on Thursday. Obviously, we got a week to, to prepare, but um, we got to be ready for that one too. That's in division. Uh, we know what that means, and uh, we got to be ready for it. Yeah, played like a, uh, they were playing a little two-man concept, and um, actually, me and Doris kind of talked about that a few days ago. Um, you know, we saw the same look in, in a previous game, and just said, "Hey, let's let's put this play in just just in case we might need it." We called it, and Steph ran a heck of a route, and uh, just gave him a chance. He made a heck of a play, um, and then obviously T Bass being able to you know have a short memory after that PAT and take the game-winning field goal. That's that's. Dude's tough as nails, right? That's tough to do for an NFL kicker. You know, you just missed one. You're stepping up to the plate to win a game, uh, and you delivered for us. The guys on the other side get paid too. Execution through the first three and a half quarters a little spotty. What happened on the last two drives that kind of kicked you guys into gear? Because that was a long, sustained drive, the second to last one. Yeah, just just trusting what we're seeing. Uh, Doris was trusting our guys. Um, you know, it was a lot of a lot of stuff, and we're just going to keep feeding them there. Um, you know, he was in a, he's in a groove there and. Guys were blocking well. Um, you know, again, just found a way to, to drive down the field and end in the end zone. And um, you know, sometimes, uh, sometimes those games happen. It, it's tough to win this league, and I'm just proud of our guys for battling through it. Josh, you reflect on playing here twice in five days, and did it kind of feel like home, same locker room <laughs> and familiar field? Yeah, it was very, very deja vu-ish. Um, you know, even even throughout the game, just kind of the flow of the game, how it felt, uh, very similar to, to last week. Um, but again, I'm. I'm just proud of our guys. Uh, we'll watch this one tomorrow, um, turn our page, and, and look forward to, you know, in-division rival and uh, try to put our best foot forward for that one. So it seemed like last year y'all guys kind of figured out that cover two shell. Why is it so difficult going into this year when you see it? Um, I mean, again, it's just me seeing it, trusting what I'm seeing, uh, getting it to the right guy. It's execution stuff. So we'll take a look at it, um, and that's, uh, that's all there is to it, really. Yeah, so it was okay. Everything. Uh, it looked like your knee might, might have taken a shot there toward the end or whatever. You come out of this thing clean. Yeah, before. yeah. I just kind of landed on my my glute there. Um, just kind of knocked the wind out of me a little bit. So I'm I'm good. It's football. Josh, what was the mood on the sideline? 23 seconds left. They tie the game. You see, okay, there's some time left. Like, what are the conversations? What do you feel at that point? Yeah, no panic. Um, understand that we we got we have a chance. We had all three timeouts. We had 23 seconds left. Um, is that what we had? 23. 23 seconds left. Um, you know, we, we, we trust the guys that we put on the field, and we work extremely hard at what we do. You know, I really appreciate McDermott and Doris for giving us the opportunity to to, to go dip our toe there. Um, some guys may have taken a knee there, uh, but we were going to be aggressive, and again, it, it, it paid off. So I appreciate uh, you know our staff for letting us do that. Did the three timeouts give you at least the option to run when you saw a lane? I mean, you had three timeouts with the 23. Yeah, seconds. again, that's. You know, that's a sign of a good team when you're able to uh, save your timeouts because they're going to you know, come in handy there at the end um, when you need them. So allowed us to, to get another first down there and just kind of put it uh, where we wanted, wanted it for, for T-Bass. And, again, he, uh, I, I don't think you guys understand how big that is for, for a guy to do that in this league, for, for him just to feel a roller coaster of emotions to go step up and uh, bow up for our team and uh, nail it. Josh, this all counts as one. They all count as one. But all the stuff that was going on with you lose some key players, Dion, Don, obviously. A lot of things weren't going well today. You allow them to tie it. Does this win feel a little bit, a little bit like you climbed a bigger mountain than normal today to get this one? Um, I mean, you're gonna hate the answer. They're all the, they're all the same. They all count. You know, we're eight and three. Um, you know, we feel like we we still got our best ball in front of us. Um, 
But right now, we got to get our guys healthy, get our guys back, um, and be ready for you know a tough battle next Thursday. Hey, Josh, throughout the broadcast, Tony Romo was saying that you're playing hurt. Not that he thinks you're playing hurt. He's emphasizing it as though he's saying it is fact. And I know that these guys learned some things in the production meetings. How would you assess how healthy you are in terms of going out there and, and playing to the point that the guy throughout the broadcast wants to talk about already? We're at eight and three. That's that's it. I'm out there. Um, if anybody's playing injury-free in this league, they're probably lying to you. Um, everybody's battling injuries, battling bumps and bruises. Um, you know, if I'm going to be the guy that I think I am, and I say I am, and my teammates think I am, I got to go be that guy. So um, that's that's all there is to it. Josh, um, you know, teams make it so difficult every week to you know for your go-to guy, Stephon Diggs. How 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 easy was it for you to connect on your go-to guy on that 37-yard pass to? Go ahead and get that game with the field. It's a guy that does everything the right way. Um, he practices extremely hard. We've got such a good relationship. Um, you know, we talk constantly. The communication that we have is nonstop. So again, it's it's very easy to trust somebody like that. And uh, yeah, he's Stefan Diggs for a reason. You know, and uh, glad he's on our team. Go Bills. All right, that's Bills quarterback Josh Allen, and uh, that player son. That player interview is brought to you by Buffalo Labor's Local 210. We're going to take a timeout. We'll get to our uh, our first response call of the uh, the day here. We'll get to our Skyworks stats of the game. We'll also hear from Sean McDermott, Jordan Poyer. we got a bunch more to go here on Buffalo Bills postgame. This is the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. All right, welcome back to the Buffalo Bills postgame show here on the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. Nick Erie here. The Bills win a nail-biter, 28-25 to on a last-second Tyler Bass field goal. And uh, we'll bring you uh, now the electric play of the game. And, of course, the electric play of the game is brought to you by Town BMW for an electrifying performance. Check out Town's BMW lineup of EVs. Josh takes a shotgun snap, steps up in the pocket. Guns one straight down the middle, looking for Diggs, makes the catch. He makes the catch at the 40-yard line, and he is brought down there. 40-yard line of the Lions. What a big pickup that was. That is your electric play of the game. It's now time for the first response from the fans. It's brought to you by ServPro of Central Buffalo's Team Luzzy. ServPro of Central Buffalo's Team Luzzy is first and faster to any size disaster. Visit TeamLuzzy.com. Let's go to Chance in Alabama. You're on the postgame show. Welcome, Chance. Hey, thanks for taking the call. Sure thing. Hey, your view on the uh, RPO where Stephon Diggs was wide open, it's kind of baffling to me. Um, that That's not on Dorsey at all. The guy was wide open. If you want to blame someone, blame Josh Allen for uh, so being so tall. Do you, do you want to hear why I'm I'm angered by the play? Yeah. So the reason is, is because it was incredibly predictable. I stood up here in the studio and I yelled out RPO before the play was run. So if I can see it from the TV screen... So can the linebackers who dropped perfectly back into the zone that Josh Allen believed he had open. So, yes, he's open, of course, but it's a short pass. Josh can't really put air under the ball. He runs out of room in the end zone, and the defense knew what play was coming. So it's easy to fool the quarterback on that play because what the linebackers can then do is say, we're going to show them that we're going to try to stop the run, which is what they did. They, they took a step forward and immediately bail into the zone where Josh Allen believes he has open. So if you keep running RPO over and over and over again, and that's your only solution in the red zone, teams are going to bait you into throwing. Even if he's open, you have so much compressed space there to make a throw. So Josh can't really manipulate the arm angle. He can't, he can't put loft on it and try to get it over the linebackers. He's got five, ten yards of, 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 of area to work. So I'm not completely blind. Blaming 
Ken Dorsey on the plate. Josh Allen wears a little bit of it, but you can't keep running the same plays over and over again. They are not good in the red zone because of how predictable their play calling is. I don't disagree that they're not good in the red zone, but I still say that's a good call. Josh Allen could have waited a half a second. You you get you get the line. You don't wait half a second on those RPOs though. When have you ever seen the quarterback wait on an RPO? You can't wait. You can't wait because the offensive linemen are moving downfield. The ball has to be out fast. Well, Stephon Diggs had about three yards on the guy, so you could have pump faked. Or you can't, some- though. You can't do that because if the offensive line are moving downfield, if the offensive linemen are moving downfield on an RPO and he waits or he pump fakes, they're going to be called for an illegal man downfield. That's the, that's the difficult part about an RPO. You have to get rid of the football immediately or you risk getting called for a penalty. Okay, well, I'll, I'll, I'll just we'll agree to disagree. I think, I mean, he could have pump faked, or I mean, even a half a second. That's all it would have took. Is all right, Chance. Well, I appreciate the call. I'm telling you, you can't wait. Your offensive linemen are run blocking. That's the that's the difficult part of. A, there is a very small window you can complete the pass on that play, and if you don't throw the football right away, you're going to get a penalty. That's why every quarterback at the college level, the high school level, and the, and the pro level all have to get rid of the football right away. There's, there's not really an agree to disagree there. That's the play. So, you know, that, that's why I, as much as, yes, Josh Allen can't throw an interception in that, in that moment, and yes, Diggs was wide open, that's how the play is designed. It's very limiting. You can either run the football or pass, and your offensive linemen are run blocking, meaning they are moving up the field. So the ball has to come out. Otherwise, they're going to be too far downfield, and you're going to get a five-yard penalty. And, hey, great, you completed the pass to Diggs, who was wide open, but it gets called back in a five-yard penalty. You know, I mean, yeah, they don't turn the ball over, but, yeah, I don't know. There's not really anything to disagree about. It's just that's just the – that's that. Let's go through the Skyworks stats of the game. Skyworks Equipment Rental Building America from the ground up. Visit SkyWorksLLC.com. Josh Allen finishing this game 24 of 42, 253 yards, two touchdowns, an interception. He was sacked three times and finished with a quarterback rating of 80.8. He also added 78 yards on the ground on 10 carries, which led the team 7.8 yards a carry and a touchdown, a long of 21 yards. Devin Singletary doing some work in this game as well. 14 carries, 72 yards, and a 5.1 yards per carry average. Isaiah McKenzie, really the guy today that 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 sort of helped this offense through the lulls that they were seeing early, especially late in the first half and early into the second half. He finished a 6 for 96 and a score. He got the first score of the day. 10 targets, which is a season high for McKenzie. A really strong game and, again, kind of helped them through some of the lulls they were facing all game long. Stephon Diggs finishes 8 for 77 in a score. Obviously, the big play there, 35 yards on first down with 23 seconds left. Ice in his veins. Same with Allen. Unbelievable play at the end of the game. Gabe Davis finishes 4 for 38 on five targets. Dawson Knox, just two targets in this game, makes good on both of them, two for 17. And James Cook, two catches for 14 yards on five targets. So he's got to be a little bit better uh, as well. And then defensively, uh, leading the way for the Bills, Jordan Poyer, 10 total tackles, eight solos. A.J. Klein had nine tackles, six solos in this game, including a TFL. Dane Jackson had seven tackles, six solo in this game, including a pass deflection. And Daquan Jones, another good game for him. He had a sack, a TFL, and two quarterback hits. Ed Oliver, though, is the to me, the guy that that stood on his head today, he had a sack, two TFLs, two quarterback hits, including the safety forced. That really ends up kind of being the difference in this football game. Let's go back to the phones. Let's go to Craig in Rochester. Craig, you're on the post game show. Welcome, Craig. 
Hey, Nate, happy Thanksgiving. And I you think too. Everyone's, kind of t- everyone's taking a little bit of a Xanax, like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> but, uh, you know what, here's my thing. Um, they they went 2-0 in Detroit. It wasn't pretty. It wasn't an easy time. No, um, it wasn't. I, I, and I think that's something I, I agree with you. The offense, uh, especially the red zone with some of the play calling, they're just not creative enough or taking things that work for them. Like, I don't know what happened to Dawson Knox. But yeah, um, <laughs> I think probably one thing that just is going to help this team, they have a week where there's no snowstorm in the Sorry, we got we to go, Craig. We're going to Coach Sean McDermott who's at the podium. The right way. Credit to the to the Lions. That was a heck of a game. Um, appreciate all the Bills fans showing up two weeks in a row. Not even really two weeks, but uh, five days uh, apart. And uh, those guys showing up did a great job. We needed them. We could hear them. We could feel them. Um, obviously, the uh, you know down the stretch, close game. Great to see Josh and and Stefan connect there, and then T Bass come in the game and and uh, get us the win. And then also. You know, the squib and the, and the uh, kickoff coverage team, you know, you got to finish that the right way, and they did a heck of a job with that. So had a lot of guys go down. I don't have uh, injury updates for you, um, but I was proud of the way the guys battled. Guys were prepared and uh, stepped in and did a good job for us right there. So uh, we can learn a lot from this game in a lot of ways and still have a lot of work uh, in terms of getting some things cleaned up. So with that, I'll turn it over to you. Sean, you always talk about 111, but are there times you need your guys – Digs Allen to just make those plays to pull it out. That's what that's what great players do. They step up in those big moments and they make big plays in big moments of games like this. Um, so Von Miller, they said sprained knees in the TV report. Apparently, don't know. I I only connected with uh, Nate at halftime, so I don't have anything. Um, to give you on that. Given all the stuff that happened in this game, Sean, because clearly, you know, in three quarters it was, it was a struggle for sure, really three and a half quarters, until your offense got going, plus the injuries you dealt with, yeah. the atmosphere as you talked about, the adversity. Does this one just feel like you earned it a little more than any other win? Yeah. I mean, they're all, they all, you know, when you win, it goes in the win column as one. When you lose, it goes in the, lo- in the loss column as one. So, no matter how you win, you got to find a way to win, and I think our guys are sure that they know how to do that. Um, incredibly resilient, you know, down to the last play, basically. And um, you know, again, not to not a pity party, but what the guys have been through and being on two plane rides and five days, and um, you know, just th- dealing with things at home and then trying to focus on their job, I think was was impressive. Um, and then we take 24 hours, and we got to turn the page against a good New England, New England Patriots football team on the road. Sean, was this a plan with Trey? Was it to get him yeah. out there on the field? So there was no setback or anything? No. Like the first, and then it was just pitch count, Correct. and then we'll take it forward? Exactly. Yeah. What did you see in those first two positions? Understand, I understand it's a really small sample size. Yeah, um, it was good to get him two. I think he got two series uh, in about 15 to 20 plays maybe. I don't have a total count on what it, what it ended up being. Uh, but that was in the range of what we thought, and, and now it's built on it. So, uh, you know, got a lot going on, obviously. But did you get any feedback at all from him in terms of maybe how he felt? Or no, how he felt no, I didn't. No, we're just going through the game, so I'll, we'll get it after the game here. And reflect on the nature of playing two games here in five days, and having your locker room set up from the previous game a little bit. I mean, yeah. just kind of feel more familiar, unique, different. Yeah, I think you know the longer you're in this league, the more you see, and then you think you've seen it all, and then the more you see again. Um, so, you know, our, our training staff, our operations staff, 
Um, our equipment staff did a phenomenal job, video as well. Um, the hotel we stayed at did a great job. We're very hospitable and, and welcoming when we were, you know, kind of out of out of sorts a little bit there last week in particular, last this past Sunday. So um, it was just a great all-around um, team effort and, and good to get the win. Sean, what do you think about the player defensive tackles today? Ed Oliver had a huge game. Dequan Jones came up big. So with all the injuries you've had at defensive end, how good was it to see those defensive tackles step up for you? Yeah, they needed to. Um, they needed to, and I thought... Uh, that was uh, that 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 series with the safety. I think Ed, I believe it was Ed, made the first tackle behind the line of scrimmage, and then Ed again pushed number 70 back their right guard and into the quarterback's lap, and we ended up getting the safety. I think on that third down there, that was Ed over at the top of number 70 there. So it was good to see. Would you? Would you? I mean, he finished the game great, no doubt. Josh, I'm talking about. Would you concede that the offense has at times been sputtering the last? month or so. I know, you're, I know you've won and you scored some points, but it seems like it's been a little bit more difficult. In some cases, a lot more difficult for the offense to do its thing. You, would you concede that? Or? Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I thought we did some good things. It's, this is the NFL. It's going to be, it's going to be every, every inch, every yard is tough. It's defended. And, and uh, people, <laughs> I think people, maybe you in this case, Sal, um, want us to score 40. And, you know, that'd be great. Right? And, but the- Watched half the game on mute. He has worn real thin on me. You know, that's that's funny. How, how many times was he saying, like, ah, oh, you know, here comes the run. Here comes the QB run. Nope, it, it wasn't the QB run. Uh, or or Dane Jackson, the budding superstar. Buddy, come on. <laughs> he just can't wait to talk. He really can't. <laughs> right. Well, who am I to talk, Brad? You know, I, I'm a bit of a talker myself. But thanks for the call, buddy. I appreciate you. Yeah, and go Irish. Um, I Listen, that is not just did, did Ed Oliver deserve a, uh, a a turkey leg. He certainly did. This is not just the best game we've seen from Ed Oliver in a while. This is building off of his best performance, which was last week. Two consecutive weeks of him just taking over. Listen, he played the backups in the interior offensive line of the of the Lions. So be it. Take advantage. Dominate when you should dominate. Ed Oliver did that today. I, I think you're spot on it. If it wasn't Josh Allen that was the electric play of the game, it, I think it probably could have been Ed Oliver. There's no doubt about it. Uh, all right, let's pause 10 seconds for station identification. You're listening to the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. Sports Radio 550 WTR Buffalo. WKSE HD2 Niagara Falls Buffalo. 98.5 FM. Always live on the free Odyssey app. All right, welcome back here to the post-game show here on the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. We're going to get some player sound. You're going to hear from Tyler Bass and Jordan Poyer coming up here shortly. Before we do all of that, let's go back to the phones. Let's go to Kevin in Rochester. Kevin, you are on the post-game show, Kevin, and happy Thanksgiving to you. Happy Thanksgiving to you and to Derek as well. Thank you. Um, I had a question, but first, just a shout-out. I thought Isaiah McKenzie had a very good game, and um, that was a nice change. He's been kind of missing in action lately. I'd also say I hope Deion Dawkins is okay because I thought the pass blocking was pretty bad in the second half um, with him out of there. Um, My question is about the end of the game. The clock is very confusing because the the timeout was taken and CBS initially said five seconds were left. And then before Bath lined up, they changed it to seven. Yes. Which prevented prevented the Bills from – Kicking, yeah, just just juicing the clock. So I think what ended up happening is um, when they went back and looked, 
when Josh Allen uh, got tackled and went out of bounds, or he did not go out of bounds, they called the timeout and they called it right away. It, I, I thought that it was seven seconds, so I was confused why they went to five. So it made sense to me why they went back to seven. Uh, but yeah, I, I think it was right. I think it was ended up being seven seconds when the timeout was called. Okay. Yeah, it just seems like he should be a little more careful about when he calls it. Yeah, and listen, I mean, part of it, too, is, you know, if it's the Chiefs, yeah, I mean, they probably, what, run it down to one second and call timeout and that be that. But, yeah, listen, you're not not wrong in the situation. It's a little nitpicky, but I also don't think it's – completely wrong to bring up it's it's a good point and like I said I said it to Zach uh with two seconds left after the after the kick and I said you know with this Bills team the game is never over um so you know I'm like I'm gonna hold my breath for these final two seconds but yeah you're right like in that moment maybe you want to bleed it down stop it at two seconds or something um just to make sure they don't get they don't get an opportunity to run a play or even have to kick off at all right if he missed the kick they would have had the ball at the 35 yeah they could throw it to the end zone. Well, you know, I, I also one of the points that I made too is I thought that the Lions botched big time. I mean, they really botched the final two minutes. They 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 had three timeouts and immediately were going to no huddle, trying to call a play at the line of scrimmage. They wasted like ten seconds and then they finally called the timeout. Then they make that boneheaded play where they're trying to take a vertical shot instead of getting the first down. You got another timeout. You could have run the ball there, try to get the first down, call a timeout, and then you're still in, in a position to try to win the game. They they. Were playing for the tie, which was very confusing to me. Um, that they, they had a couple of boneheaded plays at the end of that game that I thought gift wrapped that game for the Bills. And worse off, Kevin, what they ended up doing is the same thing the Bills did in 13 seconds, which is kick yeah. the ball in the back of the end zone and took no time off the clock. Yeah, I, I agree with you. They, they had been running the ball pretty well in short yardage. Yeah. I was shocked that they, they just tried to hit a deep shot on third and one. Yeah, and that, they're down three. They've got to kick the field goal. I mean, there were some boneheaded calls by Dan Campbell. Listen, thanks for the call, Kevin. Happy Thanksgiving to you, man. Um, there were some really boneheaded calls by the Detroit Lions and by Dan Campbell. Oh, listen, I'm a big Dan Campbell fan. Uh, I, I, I think I've gone on record multiple times saying, like, I feel like the Detroit Lions are my team of the NFC. They're easy to root for. If you watch Hard Knocks, like, just very easy to root for guys, players, coaches, the whole nine, even the general manager, ownership, everything about Detroit. There's a lot of parallels to Buffalo and, and kind of the heartbreak and everything that goes on here in this city, you know, when you're talking about sports teams. Detroit has a lot of those parallels. But, like, you know, in those moments, that, he's a young coach. He's still learning on the job as well. McDermott went through these trials and tribulations, too, his first couple of seasons. But, yeah, kicking the ball in the back of the end zone with 23 seconds left instead of trying to force the Bills to return that kick and, and bleed a couple more seconds off, it might end up being the difference in their ability to go down the field, score, kick that game-winning field goal. And then you consider the you know the Jared Goff play. I just that I hated that play call for them. Again, we're just talking about it there. Like, run the football. It's third and one. Turn around, hand the ball. If you don't get it, you're in the same position you are right there. But at least give yourself an opportunity to get the first down. Taking a deep shot in that moment made absolutely no sense whatsoever. We're going to hear from Stefan Diggs here coming up on the other side. We've got Jordan Poyer. We've got Tyler Bass. We've got a lot to get to here. We'll also to continue taking your phone calls at 803-0550, 550 Those are your phone numbers to call. We're going to take a timeout. Other side, again, we've got Diggs, Bass, Poyer, all that to come here. This is the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. All right, welcome back to the Buffalo Bills postgame show. Let's go live to the locker room and hear from Stefan Diggs. It's brought to you by Buffalo Labor's Local 210. In that exchange between me and Josh after the game, I mean, there's some struggles. What was that moment like, that drive? I rejoice. Like, you know, I try to tell the guys uh, everything in the past is the past. We didn't get off to the best start. Uh, 
But, you know, you keep rolling with the punches. Things aren't going to be perfect. Um, you know, I'm riding with my guy. We just had to try to get on the same page. You know, every week is different. It's like reinventing yourself, but you got the same mindset and going into that game. And we wanted to execute at a high level. Things didn't happen, you know, perfect, but we figured it out. The last two drives, you didn't even have a third down. The last yeah. two drives. I mean, you're just moving at will. We start clicking. I feel like, uh, you know, we're running the ball so efficiently that we're probably not passing as much as we used to. You know what I'm saying? Like, motor is going, motor is busting them out the wrapper. So it's like, it's a couple of those extra passes that, you know, might get us in a little bit of a rhythm. But, I mean, I feel like if we have such a balanced offense right now that it's like, it's hard to, you know what I'm saying? We can do everything. You know what I'm saying? We just got to continue to uh, work at it in practice as well. So, you know, when the pass plays do come up, we're sharper. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like. Different way of doing offense. Yeah, is that kind of exactly. What it is? Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's we're finding we're finding a balance, a real balance. Like, I mean, in the past years, you know, we we've, we've been pretty pass heavy, uh, but motor and you know all the running backs do such a great job. I feel like uh, we're finding other ways to win. You know what I'm saying, and, I, and it's actually helping us. You know, we might we not might not be as sharp in other areas, but we're working at it. It's you know every year is a new year, and I feel like uh, we're growing as we're going. You talk about team stuff all the time, yeah. but in those moments, do you and Josh feel like it's on you to make those plays? Do you feel more added responsibility because of who you are on this team? I mean, I feel like responsibility is a good word. Uh, you know, some other people might have called it pressure, uh, but when I anticipate going into those drives, those last drives, um, I'm right on my cue, and I tell them to trust me out there. You know what Whatever you see, uh, yeah, it's me or nobody. So I, I just want them to trust me out there, especially in those moments. Um, I don't feel any added, added responsibility. It's just my team trusts me, and my team, my team looked for me to make those plays, and um, I never want to let my teammates down. You know, I kind of play for my teammates. You know, I play with that energy, and I try to always bring that positive energy and that, those positive manifestations and, you know, affirmations. So when those moments come around, I want to show them that it is true. You know, I'm not just – I practice what I preach. What is like, because you've had the experience and delivered in the clutch before, right? What's like your mentality? Um, I missed a couple of times. <laughs> what's your mentality inside those moments as far as, is it a calm for you? Yeah. Like, where are you at in, in that way? I feel like in those moments, in the biggest moments, I feel the most comfortable. Um, seeing that uh, I, I put a lot of time, like I tell you, I put a lot of time into my craft and my, and my, uh, my job. I love it so much. So in those moments, I lean on myself to, you know, be a warrior, be that, be that leader of your team, make that play, uh, be the spark. And it's like being on this team is easy because the guys rally behind me. You know, so my quarterback rallies behind me. In the biggest moments, he's like this, I got you. I'm going to give you a chance. And uh, it kind of gives you, I mean, that's why I say I'm more, I'm more comfortable because it's, it's, like a, uh, it's like you work so hard to that point, you know, whether it's off season, whether it's in practice, whether it's just every day. Um, when those moments come around and your quarterback say, I got you, you know what I'm saying, get me. And I'm like this, let's go, I'm ready. You know, I like to talk about, you know, dog fight game today, yeah. the up and down, back and forth type of battle. Yeah. But for your team to rise to the occasion when it matters the most, the entire team on that 36-yard strike to you, the line, you know, yeah. with, with guys going down on that offensive mm -hmm. line, guys stepping up at that moment, could have talk about, you know, the team execution. Yeah, I mean, I feel like uh, they're not giving Detroit enough credit. That's a good football team. They were on a three-game winning streak uh, at home, playing hot. They made a lot of plays today, and I feel like they're not getting enough credit for how good they are. You know what I'm saying? It was a dogfight out there, and we knew it was going to be like that. We, we see it every week, and everybody gives us their best shot. So 
it's like uh, we're not surprised at all. But everybody else be pretty surprised. Like, oh yeah, the Lions. That's a good football team. So never get any, never get it confused. But um, my bad, I got to ask me a question. So you talk about how the team was able to execute, yeah. especially with Dion going down yeah. there. And Josh probably had all day to throw, mm-hmm. you know, to, to connect with you. That, that next man mindset is real. Uh, I hate to preach it, like uh, sound like a broken record, but guys come in and guys playing at a high level. We just preach it that everybody do their job. You don't know need to do more than your job. And you do your 111, we'll find a way. We'll find a way. And, you know, Josh, Josh is just that quarterback you rally behind. You know what I'm saying? If things don't go right, oh, well, get over it. We got another play. We got another half. We got another quarter. Whatever it is, uh, rallying behind him, behind him is easy, especially for me, because I see how much effort and how much time he puts into his craft. So uh, I'm just thankful. Even with three timeouts, though, you know you got to get a chunk play there with 23 yeah. seconds left. They're not going to let you get behind them exactly. in that situation. So walk me through your mindset as you're trying to drive them off your route so you've got enough separation. To well, I was uh, anticipating not getting behind them, but maybe getting a one-on-one. Uh, if I got a one-on-one, I was, Josh was going to take it. Uh, I felt like uh, him having confidence in me, um, getting behind the defense, or seeing the same thing. If they playing top-down coverage, I kind of slow down a little bit like, damn, maybe the ball is coming. And it was. You know, He threw a, another missile. If you remember last week, he threw it and almost fell. Uh, I think that was a similar ball. It was coming with the same velocity. So uh, no heightened anxiety in the moment. And, you know, we wrapped that in practice as far as like 30 seconds left, 20 seconds left. Um, I feel like that that kind of is some turnover from practice, just being like, and me, you know what I'm saying, trying to be a smart football player, um, knowing the situation, knowing where I am. I was trying to I was trying to break it. I was going, I was going to go for the goal. But uh, being smart and knowing the situation and knowing when I'm inside the hashes, call a timeout. We had three of them. Uh, if we had to score, uh, we going to score, but we end up figuring it out. Can you share Love you. Uh, I mean, I, I say it all the time. That's like my real sibling, my little my little big brother. You know what I'm saying he's huge and all, but that's still my little brother. And I can tell that uh, he has that energy that's that's contagious. You know what I'm saying, and I never want him. Um, never want him to ever display bad body language. You know, he's so hard on himself because he's he's a great player. So him being hard on himself, I always tell him to hey, chin up. We ready. It's okay. Forget about it. And kind of give him that positive energy because it's hard being quarterback, I imagine. And as much as I get frustrated, I know his job is hard. So I look at it as after the game, rejoice. A moment of, uh, you know, we came out on top. Let's get the ball rolling. Let's get back to having fun again because I felt like we got away from it a little bit. You know what I'm saying? This is a child's game. So I tell him to, I love you. Let's get back to having fun and uh, let's go back with a win. You know, not wanting to rush him, but wanting to support him. He was only in for a bit, but what was it like this week seeing him, knowing that he was going to play and just what that moment was like building up to? I was excited for him. You know, I talked to him briefly before the game. I told him that you're the man. You've been the man. You're going to stay the man. Uh, Stay confident. Uh, This is your game. So it's a game he's been playing. I told him it was a game since you've been playing since you were a child. You know, treat it that way. You know what I'm saying? Welcome back. The game missed you. Thank you all. All right, that is Bill's wide receiver, Stefan Diggs. We got more player sound for you on the other side. And also, uh, when the uh, network sort of dissipates here, our local affiliate here in Buffalo, WGR Sports Radio 550, we'll have the overtime show with Derek Kramer as I'm filling in for Mike and Chris this afternoon. So on the other side, uh, we'll hear from Tyler Bass and Bill's safety, Jordan Porras. We got a lot to get through uh, <clears throat> over here in the next uh, couple of minutes. And again, uh, we'll have uh, local coverage here. Of the Bills' 28 to 25 victory over the Detroit Lions. So a timeout and uh, Diggs. No, no, I'm sorry. We just heard from Diggs. Poyer, Bass, other side. This is the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. 
Welcome back to the Buffalo Bills postgame show here on the Buffalo Bills radio network. Nate Geary here. We're going to cut to the locker room to hear from Bills safety Jordan Poyer and Bills kicker Tyler Bass. Both are brought to you by Buffalo Laborers Local 210. First of all, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. How are we doing? Everybody, everybody good? Um, what was the question? I'm sorry. I was just, my mind's going crazy. Right. Sal, they're all big wins. <laughs> they're all big wins. We knew this team coming in, man. That's a good football team. They had a three-game winning streak, running the ball well, golf's playing well, and you know they they gave us some challenges today. And we knew that coming in. Um, that's a that's a good football team. We I think today it was all three phases had a had a hand in 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 the win today. So um, shout out to T Bass coming in clutch after a, a missed field goal, and that's. Like I think Josh said, that's hard to do after missing a field goal like that and then coming for the game winner. And then obviously, you know, Josh going down the field with, with digs, that's, I mean, that's just spectacular. Um, obviously, some things on defense we can work on. Uh, I want to get off the field a couple more times on third down especially. Um, but, you know, a win's a win. And any win in this league, whether you win by one or win by 20, it's a big win. Talk about. I know he only played kind of like on a pitch count today, but Tre'Davious right suiting up with you guys for the first time. Yeah, I mean, just his presence out there alone. Um, you know, he bring. It's, it, you can feel that energy when he's out there on the field again, and it was just. It was it was kind of surreal to go out there again after a year and and see him on the field and I'm giving him calls and I'm just like dang like two you know two sevens back so um, you know he he lifts everybody else up it's awesome to see him out there I know he was on a pitch count but um, you know we're excited to have him back on the football field. What you ex- in and out, including yourself? How much did your D line prop you up again <laughs> after a strong performance against Cleveland? I mean, yeah. It, they, yeah, they've been doing that all season long, um, and we're just trying to do our best on the back end to give them an extra second to get to the quarterback. Um, yeah, we've been shuffling some guys around, but in the day, you know, we're, we got some things that we want to figure out, and we're going to continue to work on um, and, and continue to learn from. Yeah, I mean, over the day, I just kept hearing his name. Um, you know, obviously hard for me to see kind of what he's doing up front until I see the tape, but um, kept hearing his name, and he's he's been making plays for us all season long. With everything you guys went through, does it feel more excitement or relief to get the two wins that you got with all the everything you guys battled over these days? Yeah, it almost seems like, oh, God, like, you know, we, we dealt with the snow. We came here to Detroit, got the win, and then we came back to Detroit a couple days later, got the win, and coaches gave us a victory Friday. So it's kind of like, you know. Whew, you know, we can take it, you know, you don't want to take a, take a step, you know, take a step back. But at the same time, we're going to enjoy this victory. We're going to enjoy the flight home with our teammates, enjoy our families tonight. Um, we got a big, uh, big game next week, uh, Thursday night football again um, in New England. So we got to be ready to play. It looked like Coach Frazier went to some more blitz balls, trying to get in Goff's face a little bit. How much did you feel that? Kind of helped your guys cause there getting some stops late. Yeah, I think towards the end of the game, we just had to, you know, create negative plays, try to get them off schedule a little bit. And so there was a couple zeros in there, um, you know, a couple third downs. We we playing some some dog covers man to man. You know, those are, that's a good that's a good football team, a good offense. Um, they just made a couple plays, and that's the, that's the NFL though. You know, games are going to go back and forth, always going to come down. You know, just the last couple plays, who's going to make the last play of the game? And fortunately, we were able to do that today. Thanks, guys. Yeah, you know, sometimes some things just don't go your way. Um, I went through my process, uh, hit a ball, just kind of hit it a little high, and um, unfortunately we missed it. And But, you know, that kick doesn't define your next kick. Um, so, yeah. 
back in the right frame of mind? Because you know I got to reset here yeah. quickly because I might get called upon again before yeah, this is over. Yeah, you know that's. I just knew we were going to have another chance. You know, given our offense, I just knew another chance is going to pop up, and I got to be ready for it. And um, I just quickly reset and just got to my next process. Is that a challenge to do that? Um, yeah, I think for me, it, early on, it was, it's challenging um, in my career, but the more experience I have and the more times I kick and the more situations I've been through, um, I'm able to kind of get back to my baseline and kind of reset. And, you know, I have Reed Ferguson, who's an amazing snapper, Sam Martin, great, phenomenal holder. Um, I, I have them. I can lean on and trust them, and that helps me get to where I need to be. Tyler, what is your thought process when your team gets the ball back with 23 seconds yeah. and then you've seen the big yeah. play from Alex Yeah, I mean, excited, um, you know, try to divorce myself from what's going on and focus on my process. But when I see them have the ball, man, I, I, you know, I, I expect them to get into range. And um, sure enough, we did. And we were able to go out and execute. I'm curiosity. Sorry. Okay. Would that have been in range? Is that in um, range where that where? Led that first play? So what? it was 36 yards. 36. Would have been at like the 40. Yeah, that was within our range. Yeah. Teammates after the miss, they, you've come through so many times for them. Yeah, they were just supportive. They had my back. Um, you know, like I said, things happen, but they always have my back, and that's something I'm super grateful for. With all the adversity the team's seen in the last right, couple of weeks here, including some more injuries today, just how it feels for you yeah. to be able to lift the team yeah. with a win they have begun? Yeah, no, it's. Feels amazing, you know. I just like coach always preach it, preaches. Do your one eleventh, and that's all I try to focus on every every day, every week. And um, I was able to go out and do my one eleventh and help my team win. It's a good feeling when you put in all that work and it um, shows on the field. Thanks, cool. Thanks, guys. All right, that's Poyer and Bass again. The Bills take this one twenty eight to twenty five. Thanks for everyone for tuning in to the Buffalo Bills postgame show here on the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. Coming up next on our local affiliate, WGR Sports Radio 550, Derek Kramer will take over for the overtime show. So if you want to get your calls in or if you're hanging out on hold, stick around. Derek can take your calls on the other side. You're listening to the Buffalo Bills postgame show. This is Buffalo Bills football. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.